Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded and IoT franchises. I'm here for this week's Five Minutes With. This week, my special guest is Tyson Tuttle, who you likely know is the CEO of Silicon Labs. Good afternoon, Tyson. Good afternoon, Rich. It's great to talk to you. Same here. Thank you very much. So I'm guessing that you guys are coming off a pretty big high here. Um, I was not able to listen in on your uh, earnings call, but uh, I did see a note that you guys did quite well, and that's coming off the heels of a pretty significant acquisition, which is no secret now that you guys acquired the assets from Sigma Designs. Um, I guess congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. We had a we had a really strong quarter. It was actually record revenue, which is unusual to happen in in the first quarter because usually that's seasonally down. But we had very strong uh, business in our infrastructure business around a lot of the the isolation and timing products, and also continued strength in our uh, in our uh, uh, IoT business, which now is over 50% of of the business. And the other exciting thing is that if you take uh, all of our strategic high quality growth businesses in automotive radio, the infrastructure pieces in IoT, that's now 80% of our business. So we've got strong growth coming from the majority of our portfolio and and that's been a transition that we've been on in a long time. So seeing that progress was really, 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 really nice to see. Run those same numbers by me if we go back a year ago. Uh, we had uh, 15% revenue growth in the first quarter over over the first quarter last year, uh, which is which is uh, at the high end of our of our target model. We also had very strong profitability in both earnings and gross margin, uh, and and we we have been going through a bit of a, uh, a transition in our sales force. We uh, uh, solidified on on a single global distributor, Aero Electronics, and have been adding to our sales force as well as our R and D team, so that we are investing for the future in the business, but also the growth is helping us uh, kind of fuel that in a way that is, is is profitable growth at the same time. And what about in terms of the portfolio? You said 50% IoT. Where were you a year ago? Uh, that was a, uh, below 70. It was about two-thirds, uh, maybe about 70 percent, uh, 72 a year ago. So we've been, you know, each quarter of the concentration as the legacy businesses have actually held in there pretty well. But uh, that, that's our, our broadcast consumer business as well as our, uh, our access business. Uh, those, those have been slower growing or actually have declined slightly, but then we've had strong growth in IoT and now in infrastructure, and that's really been what's propelling the, uh, the results. And we also had a record quarter in both infrastructure and broadcast automotive in the first quarter. So th- that's all the car radio infotainment stuff that we're working on. And then infrastructure also contains a lot of stuff in electric vehicles. So that's, those are all really exciting. And if you go ahead 12 months with the Sigma design stuff, I imagine those percentages are going to go way up. Yeah, so that's that's before Sigma Designs. So yes, yeah, so so last week we completed the acquisition of Sigma Designs. That brings on about eight million of revenue in the in the second quarter, and then about forty million of revenue for the whole year. So that that is and that's in the IoT category. So that's all of the low power mesh networking, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into talking about that a little bit. But yeah, so the concentration in IoT will go up. Uh, you know, definitely over fifty percent now, and then the the uh, legacy businesses will be a smaller part of the. Uh, smaller part of the total. So that, that just continues to, to you know, put us into high-quality, uh, sustainable growth markets that has been our target you know, for the last six, seven years. Okay. I know there's always a hesitancy to talk about future products, but will we be seeing Z-Wave, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi um, on, on the same piece of silicon? 
Yeah, so you know, our, our, our strategy around IoT has been to, to, to leverage our Gecko platform, which is a, a, a common silicon platform where we're in, integrating microcontroller functionality, ener energy management, all of the RF connectivity, all the sensor interfaces into a single chip. You can kind of think of it as a wireless microcontroller. And, uh, with, and then all of the development tools, and we're developing all of the, uh, the, the protocol stacks, all the wireless uh, protocols internally. So today, uh, you know, even before Z-Wave, we had Bluetooth Low Energy. We have all the 15.4 standards, Zigbee and Thread, which we've uh, pioneered and actually have leadership position in those. Uh, we support a lot of the legacy proprietary technologies, and, and most of those are in the sub-gigahertz range, and we have a nice business there. And we just recently at the Embedded World Conference uh, uh, added Wi-Fi into the capability, so at low power, very highly integrated, uh, really IoT end-node optimized Wi-Fi. So that's our silicon platform, and we've been working to simplify development and make, make that available to the you know, thousands of applications that are out there for IoT. And so as we add Z-Wave into that portfolio, now Z-Wave is, is uh, you've got 100 million deployed units out there. You've got a, a great ecosystem. They've got 660 members of the Z-Wave Alliance. There's 2,500, 2,400, uh, you know, backward and forward compatible uh, devices out on the market. So it's, it's one of the, the leading home ecosystems, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, part of a number of the, you know, everything from Ring to ADT and Vivint. There's a lot of the ecosystem providers that support Z-Wave as well as things like the gateways like Samsung SmartThings and Wink. And, um, and so being able to, to bring that into the fold and then take that forward, I think that we can, um, you know, accelerate the roadmap there. And then as we go forward in terms of our multi-protocol platform, uh, to be able to leverage those capabilities to, uh, you know, bring higher integration, lower cost, lower power uh, to the Z-Wave world and also make, uh, you know, drive interoperability uh, in, in the home, the smart home ecosystem in particular. Now, I could very easily make the argument that those architectures are competitive. You know, certainly Zigbee, Z-Wave, Bluetooth Mesh, so how do you stop from competing against yourself? Well, you know, it, these, these technologies are appropriate in different, different areas. You know, Bluetooth mesh being uh, where you don't necessarily have to have a gateway and you can, you can use the phone as a gateway and control things. In certain markets, in particular in APAC, that looks like that's going to be quite popular. Um, you know, Zigbee is, is applicable in areas outside the smart home and things, like, and things like metering. It's had a lot of success in the lighting area. Uh, you know, in a commercial building, whereas the Z-Wave has been more specifically optimized around the smart home and, and optimizing that experience in terms of security, in terms of certification, in terms of interoperability. And, uh, you know, so they're, they, they each have their place. Um, you know, and if you look at, at how, how mobile phones evolved, you have LTE technologies and, and all the cellular technologies. You have Wi-Fi, you have Bluetooth, you have multiple uh, you know, uh, radio technologies there that are optimized for different use cases. And I kind of see IoT the same way. And depending on the use case, depending on the market application, uh, being able to mix and match those, and sometimes in, in ways where you can have, you know, a Bluetooth to be able to talk to a phone, but also to be able to join all of these other networks and have them interoperate on the same piece of silicon efficiently. I think that that's really a powerful value proposition to our customers. Okay. We're just about out of time, but I have to ask you, uh, are we done with acquisitions for the short term? Well, you know, this was a $240 million acquisition. It was our largest and first public uh, acquisition. 
Uh, we, we used cash on the balance sheet, so we have about $525 million uh, left in the bank, and we have about $300 million on our on our credit facility. So we've got, you know, some, definitely some dry powder in there uh, to keep looking. But, you know, as we, you know, one of the most important things is that you've got, uh, you know, uh, something that's strategically aligned, and also it's it's really all about the people and the culture and making sure that, that uh, you know, we can all work together. And Z-Wave was a great fit for us, and we'll certainly keep keep our eye out for the next one uh, whenever that may, may be. Very good. Well, thank you very much for your time. That was Tyson Tuttle. He is the CEO of Silicon Labs, and I'm Rich Nath with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, Tyson. Thank you very much. Thanks for talking to me.